Hey everyone, welcome to your double dose of Dabria. I'm your host, Dabria Carapita, and if you are tuning in today, this is episode two of season two. How exciting this podcast has been out there for everyone to listen to since January, and I'm very excited with the direction it's taken. It's now on radio, as well as wherever you stream your podcasts from. So Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and so forth. So be sure to like, subscribe, and follow so that you can stay updated whenever the newest episode drops. And of course, if you ever want to reach out to me, you can yourdoubledose at gmail.com. Send me an email. I would love to hear from you guys. For those of you who tuned into my last episode or have just been following along with my crazy life journey, you guys will know that I just moved. In fact, I moved last week. What craziness that made six times in 13 months and it has just been a wild ride doing things with God. Wow. A lot of unexpected things, a lot of grace-filled things, and as per usual, just keeping things really real and authentic. Like I truly believe that as Christians, it is so important to keep things out in the light because the enemy thrives when he gets us feeling like we are isolated. However, I do think that there is a difference between being isolated away from community and taking some time to really focus on inner healing and to really kind of have a radar for what you're thinking, what you're feeling, what coping mechanisms you've been using and so forth. So there's a definite difference between like getting alone with yourself and with God and isolating yourself in an unhealthy way. And so I definitely dived deep into this over the summer in finding myself in a situation and in life's like circumstances where I was just really at a place where I had to face Dabria and I had to face what I was left with after the devastation that happened last year. And I was really in a place of what I'm going to call ugly healing. So this past summer was a beautiful season. It was a hard season of life and it was a season full of deep, ugly, messy healing. And it was very redemptive. And, you know, healing is not linear. And there's definitely some days here that I'm just still focusing on diving deep into that inner healing. But this summer was one in which I had to re-examine a lot of areas in my life that for a season I had felt like were pretty set. And so I'm going to dive deep into this because as you guys noticed, the title of today's podcast is Double Dose of an identity crisis. Now, this is something that you can take on any level. And I believe that truly, like all of us at different times in our life, we go through a season of life where we have to examine things about ourselves, things about our worldview, things about our faith, um, where we stand on certain topics. It's very important. But definitely for this summer, it was in a very intense way for myself because as I looked back, at Dabria, let's say 19 years old. Dabria, 19 years old, is very different than who Dabria is today. And that is for a number of different reasons, notwithstanding the fact that I went through some trauma, some growth, some major life changes, and also just growing up. So Dabria 19, very different than Dabria nowadays. And so I've just had to come to a place where I am unafraid to re-examine those things in my life that maybe don't hold true anymore. And that has been 
quite the process. Before we go any deeper into this episode, I want you to take a moment and think to yourself on some things that you define yourself with. It could be character-wise. You could say, oh, I'm a people pleaser or I'm a leader or I'm strong. Or it could be um, by your profession or what you enjoy doing. I just want you to take a moment and just kind of examine in your own mind those things that you have found yourself defining yourself by or have found that a lot of people have defined you by. And I just want you to examine that and hold on to those because we're going to circle back around that because I have a purpose for this. Okay, you got something? Awesome. So just hold that. As I have been going through some deep inner healing, I kind of realized something. And that is that oftentimes we will take on our relationship status, our career choice, where we are with family dynamics, etc., etc., as our identity. And now the problem with these things is that they fade, they change, they go away. And so they are very unsteady things to put our identity into. And the reason I want to talk about identity is because we so often touch on it and so often bring it up, especially in church vernacular, But do we ever really take the time to examine what that means, especially in our day-to-day life? Over the past year, as I've really sorted through my experiences, I kind of, I touched on this before in not playing the victim and in really defining myself by who God says I am, but I really had kind of like an awakening moment, I'm going to say, in the past month where God really, truly highlighted to me how important it is that I don't define myself by earthly things that fade away and that I really have a very steady foundation in who God says I am. And so it's important in two different aspects. One is to foundationally know who you are based on the truth of God's word, unchanging, fearfully and wonderfully made, loved, forgiven, saved, and so forth. But then beyond that, I have kind of gone to a deeper place of redefining and I'm going to say sharpening who Dabria is as a person living on this earth. Because let me ask you this, how many of you guys have gone through an experience and then found yourself continuously identifying yourself by that experience? Or perhaps you have found that oftentimes people will say, oh, you are such a, maybe you're such a people pleaser, Um, you're such a leader, you're such a, you know, insert here the many different things that people can say. And you have taken that on as your identity. You know, maybe you know, yeah, I know that I'm fearfully, wonderfully made, but I am also such a people pleaser and so forth. So God really kind of brought to my attention that I often identified myself as a people pleaser growing up and I would constantly say that. And I came to a place where I had to stop, examine that and say, actually, no, that is not the truth. I am not a people pleaser. I am a God pleaser and I'm here to please God and to dwell in his grace and I am not here to please people but to love them instead. So that was kind of just a halt and a change in my thinking and in how I was defining myself. So I would like to just challenge you that perhaps there are some 
characteristics that you have begun identifying yourself by or have found that you've always identified yourself by, and maybe God just wants to edit that a bit. You know, it's not bad to have certain characteristics that you find yourself often compared to or told you're this and you're that, but I think that we need to sharpen it just a little bit and make sure that we are not clinging to certain perceptions or ideas or ideals that aren't actually truthful and aren't actually us and just keeping ourselves open to being sharpened in that way. I'm sure you guys are familiar with the verse in Proverbs that says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. And I just think that we need to make sure that we are not allowing untruths into our life as defining factors or how we identify ourselves. And this is just something that God really brought to my attention. And I just want to bring to your guys' attention. It's just something for you to take away and think about. What kind of factors have you been taking on as an identity on top of, you know, knowing who you are in Christ? What kind of factors have you been leaning into and saying, this is who I am? And maybe the Holy Spirit just wants to sharpen and tell you to not call yourself by this or call yourself by that, but instead call yourself by the truth of who God says you are. Romans 6, 6 is another very uh, popular Bible verse that says, we know our old self was crucified with him so that the body ruled by sin might be done away with that we should no longer be slaves to sin. And so I think it's just important that as we are sharpening who we are and what the Bible says about us, that we're just aware of using heavenly language instead of doing things the world's way. You know, the world has really made it so that what our words say don't matter, right? You've heard the popular expression of, oh, my back is killing me and so forth. And I think that we have lost how important it is to speak words of truth and life over ourselves and over who we are in Christ. So when it comes to identity, an important factor is going to be the words that we are consistently speaking over ourselves and accepting as who we are. So that's just something that I want you guys to keep an awareness of as I move into a little bit of a different aspect of identity. And this has been one that has been huge for me, and I'm sure in some way you can relate to it or you know of someone who can relate to this because everyone, no matter who it is, no matter where they are in life, has gone through something that has changed them, that has hurt them, that has felt like it's scarred or broke them, everyone, no matter what. And that's why it's so important to choose kindness and to consistently walk out love in our life because you never know the battles that people are privately facing, what they're going through. And so I want to talk about the aspect of identity on identifying yourself by what you've gone through. And I'm going to touch on this a little bit more after this short break. You're listening to your double dose of Dabria, a podcast with a mission. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts, as well as radio. We are looking for a sponsor, and we also provide advertising opportunities. If God has put it on your heart to support this ministry podcasts, you can reach out to us at yourdoubledose at gmail.com. 
I think that all of us can relate to having gone through something that feels like it completely changed you. I know that for a while, I felt irreparably imprinted by what I've gone through in the past year or so. And so when I would meet new people, I felt like it was the most important thing for them to know what I'd been through. And of course, it is a beautiful thing to be able to be transparent and to allow your community into your struggle and your journey and to have that prayer and that support. That is so important. It is so important not to isolate yourself. Um, But what I'm talking about is those of us who have gone through something hurtful or damaging or traumatizing, and we have begun to take that on as our identity. But you are not what you've gone through. And so after coming out of an abusive situation for myself, a lot of the core aspects of who I thought I was felt like they had been bulldozed and demolished. And it really felt like being back at square one, staring at an empty space, the only thing left being the solid foundation of God's word. And honestly, you guys, it sounds cliche, but it's not. When you go through hell and your characters and values and ideals and dreams get attacked and demolished and lost, the only thing that you have left to depend on day in, day out, is the truth of God's word that you can go to. In the middle of the night when you feel depleted and you are sobbing your heart out in the middle of the kitchen floor or you're in the middle of your workday and you just feel so alone, the truth is, the only truth is that God's word is the same yesterday, today, and forever. And that is a truth that you can cling to in the healing process when you are figuring out your identity, when you are going back to the foundations of who you are in Christ. We can count on the truth of God's word. I think all of us have met people or been that person themselves who has gone through something, I'm going to say traumatizing or hurtful, and They have taken it on as their identity, and that seems to be almost like an aspect of their personality, right? That's the biggest thing about them. It's the most important thing. Oftentimes, it can become an excuse for why damaging behaviors continue, or it really just feels like a a calling card for sympathy. And I'm just being really straight with you guys. We've all done this in some way, myself included, but I really realized this summer that there is so much freedom on the other side of the ugliness of healing. But here's the truth, you guys. You can't defeat the demons that you enjoy playing with. So that means if you've staked any of your identity, any of your calling card as a person, as a human being inside of what you've gone through, then you will be reluctant to actually work through, heal from, and let go of those pains. And we have all done this in some way. It's basically it's playing the victim to sum it up, but there are people who will stay in this for years and they will have staked their identity inside of the painful or traumatizing or um, brokenness of what they've gone through instead of actually stopping and having to do the very hard work of going back to the foundations of who you are in Christ and no longer staying in that place of victimizing yourself.
And it is such an easy thing to do because when we play victim, oftentimes we get sympathy. And as a human, who doesn't like sympathy? But I challenge you that there is something deeper and there are deeper connections that you can make when it is no longer the painful things you've gone through that are your calling card of value because you are so much more than the brokenness you've gone through and you are so much more than that season of grieving or a loss or trauma that you've been through. And I challenge you as I've had to challenge myself that we have more to offer and more to bring to the table when we do the soul deep healing of getting back to the roots of who we are in Christ, what our identity is apart from the lies of the world, apart from from the false sympathy that comes from playing the victim, we have so much more to offer. I love what someone said to me when I was going through my own healing process in the past year. They said, hurt people hurt others, but those who've been hurt and get healed help others heal. And I don't know about you guys, but I want to be that person who does the deep inner healing and work and works through things, the Holy Spirit and with grace and with my community so that I can help others heal instead of staying in that place of victimhood and always being in that place of needing sympathy and understanding from others because I don't want to face the ugliness of healing through those things. I have been doing so much of this over the summer. And like I mentioned, healing isn't linear. It's not like you get to this place where all of your healing is done, but you do know that you are making progress when you no longer have to be heard in your brokenness. And so what I mean by that is, you know, that hurt that you went through won't be the most important thing about you. So I remember as I was dealing with processing the end of that relationship last year, it felt like the biggest aspect of who I was at that time. And so when I would talk to people, that story would inevitably come to the surface because it felt very important to be heard. And I'm not saying it's not. There has been a lot of opportunity of connecting, especially with other women because of my experience and because of healing from my experience. However, I no longer view that experience as the most important aspect of who I am or even in the top tier. It happened. I'm still working through the healing. There are still scars there. There is still areas that I have to give to God and surrender, but I have found that I have made progress because it is no longer the most important thing that people that I meet have to know about. So there is a beautiful balance in being authentic and sharing your struggles so that you can connect with other people and just be in that place of honesty, but also knowing that that is not what defines you. That is simply a chapter in your story. And so I want to share with you guys something that um, my pastor preached a couple weeks ago, and he was also talking about identity. And he was talking about the fact that oftentimes we put God in a box, right? But we have to remind ourselves as we are building this foundational identity of who Christ says he is, you know, will you see yourself as God sees you? Will you find your identity in the unlimited one who lives inside of you, inside of me? Because so often when we get caught on these places of victimizing ourselves and of not wanting to go to the deep, deep parts, we oftentimes will limit God. You know, is anything too hard for him? No, absolutely not. But if you limit him with your mindset, he's not going to push past that. 
1 Peter 2.9 says, You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of the darkness into his wonderful light. And this is such a beautiful reminder. You know, we have all gone through darkness and been in that place of feeling like we are irreparably broken. I know I have. But we're not called to stay there. And so we have to do things counter-cultural. We have to be willing to be set apart. And that means doing the hard things covered in grace, doing things opposite of what the world says is normal. And let's be honest here, victimizing ourselves and taking on as identity the trauma we've been through, the diagnoses we've been given, and so forth is the normal these days. But that is not your identity in Christ. So I challenge you, if this is something that has been heavy on your heart, if you've gone through something and it feels like you are stuck in a cycle of it constantly being who you are and what you bring to the table, there are a few things I challenge you to do. The first is to get really real with yourself before God. And by getting really real, what you're going to have to do is ask yourself where in your life you have taken on these things as identity, whether it's things that people have spoken over you, experiences you have been through, hurts that you've been dealing with, and just be really, really honest. This is kind of a scary thing, not going to lie, even for myself to go back to the foundational things and examine all of these little bricks that have created the identity I've thought made up Dabria. It's a scary thing, but you know what? Oh my goodness, there's so much grace that covers this when you do it God's way. The second thing I challenge you to do is to find someone who is in your trusted circle and get them to pray with you. Pray with you over that situation, that experience, that hurt, that identity crisis, whatever it is, and bring someone else into this. Keep this in the light, right? Because the devil thrives when it is left in darkness. And my third challenge to you, and this is something I say often, is to be very aware of the nutrition you are feeding yourself with. So that means the things you are listening to, whether that is music, TV, radio, podcasts, etc. Um, being very aware of what you're spending your time doing. Are you prioritizing giving that space to the Lord in reading his word, in praying, and in praise and worship? I don't mean this from a place of guilt and condemnation, but if we constantly fill ourselves with the junk food of this world, that is what is going to begin to show in our hearts, in our minds. What goes in gets found out, and we are beings who take on what is around us and the amount of passive voices that there are out there in this world that we don't even think of is just astounding so we have to be very intentional as we are getting back down to the foundation of who we are and who christ says we are we are going to have to begin to examine what is coming in what has been spiritually feeding us or starving us as Colossians chapter 3 verses 1 to 3 says, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. For you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. And that is my challenge to you guys. There is more that I could say on this topic of identity. But I really think that we have to go down to the foundation of things. And we have to not be afraid 
of re-examining the areas that have become the normal and the thought patterns that we have consistently gone through and the labels that other people have given us or we've given ourselves and we have begun to live in them. It is so important that as we do go through this process, we bring other people in from our community into it and we cover it in praise and in prayer. Coming out of this season, it's been a heavy one. It was not a pretty season. I can't lie to you guys. It was a season full of the ugliness of healing, the loneliness of really getting back down to the basics and really before God, just realizing that he is my all and that my identity is found in him and who the word says I am. And from there, slowly building onto these things of finding the areas that lend passion to my life or or the things that bring joy and, and fill my soul, but they don't define who Dabri is. At the end of the day, doesn't matter what Dabri's relationship status is, doesn't matter what job or career Dabri is in, doesn't matter anything except who Jesus says I am. And I remind my soul of that when I open the word of God and when I spend time with Jesus. But there are certain things that as you are examining your heart, your mind, you will see that there are certain things and gifts and talents and passions that God has given you that as you walk them out, you do find more joy and more fulfillment and peace. But at the end of the day, all of those foundational things, they come from Jesus. They can only come from that inner well that you cultivate through the Holy Spirit. So I hope that this episode has blessed, encouraged, challenged you guys It is such an honor to be able to share what I've gone through with all of you. Once again, if you ever want to reach out and you have prayer requests or you just want to share your thoughts with me, you can reach me my email, yourdoubledose at gmail.com. It is a pleasure speaking with you all. Be sure to tune in for next week's episode. I'm very excited about the topic that we're going to be diving into. As usual, keep it real, keep it authentic. And just know wherever you are, there are good things to come. There is so much hope in Jesus. And if you have more questions about that, once again, reach out to me. I would love to hear from you guys. Thanks for tuning in to your double dose of Dabria. I'll be back next time. You're listening to Your Double Dose of Dabria, a podcast with a mission. We're available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and wherever you find your podcasts, as well as radio. We are looking for a sponsor, and we also provide advertising opportunities. If God has put it on your heart to support this ministry podcasts, you can reach out to us at yourdoubledose at gmail.com. Mm-hmm.